1: What you want to hear versus what you need to hear. A sign of the times, next. It only takes a moment or two of thinking to realize what we would like to hear. And that's precisely what most of the world wants. They want what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. And that is two different things, as we're seeing here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the well, Christian community here in Livermore, California. Our message is called A Sign of the Times, and we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 5. It's there that the Apostle Paul gives us a glimpse at a sign of the times. Join us for more. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
0: He says, because people have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Now watch what it says in verse four. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And this is dangerous because what happens is people's pleasures and desires ultimately begin to trump truth within their life. We should long for the truth, desire the truth. But it says here that people will be, they will resist the truth and be turned aside to fables. And so now, even now, we have all kinds of traditions in the church that aren't even biblically founded. We have stuff that goes on within the house of God that God never even, not even said. We have, we have things being established, people being established, and it's not even, and saints, we have to stop and say, God, help us to get back to that plumb line, that plumb line of truth. Well, when it comes to the word of God, there's no compromise. Lord, we, even if the truth hurts, we receive it and we love it. We got to get back to that plumb line. A lot of you guys don't know this, but right here in this church, you know what that is? that's a plumb line. When I stand up here, every time I stand up here, I walk up here, I see that when I'm sitting over there, I will see that thing hanging right there. And I got the fear of God. Tell the truth. Can I have an amen? amen? Let the word of God do its job. And so he says, they'll be turned aside into fables. Why? Because people's comforts and their desires are more important to them than the truth. But then he shifts gears. And he says this, he says, but you be watchful in verse five, you be watchful in all things. He says, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. He says, fulfill your ministry. He says, you be watchful in all things. And I think this is an area that we really need to grow in as the body of Christ and and as a church, as a local church, we got to learn to be watchful. Jesus, many times when you read the gospel, he told them to watch and to pray. He would warn them about deceptions. He would warn them about false prophets and false teachers. He would warn them about about certain things that were going to come at the end of the age. And he would he would, even when he was on the scene and walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and he dwelt in the land of Israel. We see very clearly people would come up to try to deceive him and to trip him up over his words. And to, and to get him to do something that was unlawful. But he was always on guard. He was always watchful. And I think it's the same thing for us. Saints, there's an element of judging that is biblical. The Bible says that we are to judge Righteous judgment. Righteous judgment. And there has to be a, within our hearts, there has to be a, um, a righteous, righteous indignation towards anything that is opposed to God. And all of us have to stop and say, okay, am I judging righteously and am I watchful? I want to be able to discern the difference between good and evil. Whether I'm watching a televangelist, whether I'm listening to a message, whether I'm on my job, or whether I'm dealing with family members. I want to be watchful in all things. I want to keep my eyes open. I want to be able to see. I want to observe. I want to do a lot of watch, listening and watching instead of talking and babbling. I want to be watchful. And Timothy, he tells young Timothy this. He says, he says, but you be watchful in all things. Watchful when it comes to business. It doesn't mean that you're suspicious. There's a difference between being watchful and suspicious. I want to be watchful, but it doesn't mean I'm suspicious of everything. I'm not calling anything uh, is in, in regards to a charge against you, but I got, I'm watching you. If we're going to do business, I'm watching you. If you want me to work on this job, I'm watching what's going on, and I'm watching what's what's happening around here. In church, I'm going to be watchful just because somebody comes up. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. I'm watching. (laughs) Praise God. God is good. But I'm watching you because you're not God. I love you. But I'm watchful. Can I have an amen? amen. And, and we do that. We, I mean, but sometimes what happens, and an Apostle Paul talks about this also, also, sometimes people are just gullible. A person quote "one scripture, and we fall out and say, "God, God is with them." Or we get enamored, overly enamored with, with personal prophecy. We get overly, overly enamored by people that are televangelists, and I'm not against people that are preaching on television. I preach on television. I'm not against it, but I'm not just sitting there watching without watching. Can I have an amen? I'm watching, but I'm watching. And I think it's important that we realize God is looking for all of us. This is how we counteract what we've just read concerning the end end times. He's telling them. He said, but you be watchful. Saints, keep your eyes open. Don't just get involved with everything that comes down the pipe. Be sensitive. This is one of the great things that Pastor James Davis told me. He said, son, you got to, he said, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. People are going to pull you. Why don't you go to this conference and and that conference and get involved in this and and let's go do this. And and it may, some of those things may be good to do, but be watchful. Some of the things, no. No. And it has nothing to do with you, but it may have something to do with the person that you're running with. I can't get involved in that. You'd be surprised on how many, how many invitations to preach all over the world that, that I turned down. Maria tell you, all kinds. I can't get involved in that. I'm not going to get involved in that. We got to learn to be watchful, be prayerful. Be sensitive instead of being gullible and get in our word. So as we are watchful, we have a point of reference for why certain things we don't get involved in. Why we're sensitive about certain things. Why on the job? I, I can't get. Hey, listen, you keep on coming by my cubicle, girl. Now, either you're going to get saved, but we're not going to lunch. Can I, come on, can I, can I preach this morning? Can we, can we bring in the new year, right? No, we're not going, we're not going. Well, you know, I would just, no, no, no. Same thing for the ladies too. He keep coming by, coming by, coming by. Like you cute and everything, brother, but. mm -mm. Mm -mm. I see a little bit too much sugar, Tony in you we're not watchful be watchful be sensitive the devil's always trying to trip you up trying to bring a trying to bring something in to get you off course and to get me off course we got to be watchful doesn't mean that we're paranoid doesn't mean that we're fearful doesn't mean that we have spiritual anxiety about things but it does mean that you can walk on the scene and be have your wits about you and be of sound mind mind As you're navigating through life, knowing that I have to be watchful. Apostle Paul told Timothy to be watchful in all things. We have to be sensitive about this and learn that saints love is a free gift, but trust is earned. Trust is earned trust is earned you got got, i'm gonna take some time for you to earn my trust and then we'll get maybe i'll let you do my finances let me check you out first let me check you out and then we can get to this step over the line where we can get to this trust where we can build trust and i think it's important saints that we realize this he's telling them to be watchful in all things he says in verse five he says endure afflictions I love this about what Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy because it's it's so countercultural, especially within this country. We think that anything that has to do with pain must not be God. But we fail to realize when we pick up this Bible, these apostles and these disciples and these men and women of God, there are moments when they experience excruciating pain. Where they dealt with things that were hard to explain. And sometimes there's a why. Why would God even allow that to happen? And and you know what? Sometimes there is no answer. God will tell you on that day when you stand before him. But yet, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There's something in us that has to be willing to endure afflictions. But there's going to be a great falling away from the church in the end of the age. Why? Because when persecution arises for the gospel's sake. When you are on your job and nobody likes you because you're a Christian. Or when people don't want to invite you over for Christmas. Because you love God. Or you're not invited to Thanksgiving. Or they just, oops, forgot to send you the invitation. What happens is we realize that there's an affliction aspect to who we are as saints and what God has called us to do. And there's going to be moments when you have to walk alone. you got to realize, Apostle Paul wrote many of his epistles from a jail cell. That Jesus hung on the cross for you and I. That the disciples ran out of cities some of them were stoned some of them endured cruel affliction and let's not just talk about what's happening through the scriptures and historically let's talk about what's happening now in this time in china you can't just preach the gospel openly and share your faith when we went into into uh vietnam we had to sneak in the country and lay low and and pay off people to make sure that they didn't arrest us for for going in and sharing our faith you go to certain countries iraq iran and some of these places they're blowing up houses and and i'm not talking about a long time ago this stuff is happening now saints and we sit back in our comforts and I praise God for, our, for what God has blessed us with here in this country. I don't complain about it, but I also try to keep a fair mind about it. Because the gospel isn't just about how well I can feel all the time. Sometimes, like Apostle Paul says, you got to endure afflictions. For the word of God's sake. And there's going to be moments where, where you go through hard times. But yet and still, God, I'm going to hang on to you. And I'm going to trust in you. And God always will see you through. God always will keep you. God always will strengthen you. God always will see that you come through on the other side. And I think it's important that we, we get this in our minds because we've created this, this image of, of, of walking with Christ where there's no problems or there's never any issues. No, there's going to be problems sometimes. But God is there to help you walk through your storms. Can I have an amen? And sometimes the victory, now listen to me say, sometimes the greatest victory is just you keeping your mind through it all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Some people lose their minds. But God. Just keeping your mind through it and say, man, I made it through on the other side. Do you feel blessed? Did you get everything you want? No, I didn't get everything I wanted, but I kept my mind right. And I'm still here praising God. And I think that has to, this is what Apostle Paul's telling them, that the life, the life of, of a servant of God, there's going to be moments where you have to endure afflictions for the word's sake. He says not only that, look what he says in verse 5. He says, do the work of an evangelist. And I love this about it because now he's telling Timothy, basically get out of, get out of yourself and now go and try to reach somebody else. If it's all about us, we'll die a, a lonely life. But when we learn to do the work, and it is, it is work, the work of an evangelist, to be a declarer of good news, to be a proclaimer of good news, to get out and share our faith, and to do it naturally as the Holy Spirit leads us. We learn to get out of ourselves and begin to share our faith. There's something liberating that comes over us when we get out of ourselves and learn to share our faith. And sometimes it is work. It is taxing. It's not always going to feel good. Sometimes you're in the grocery store and you just want to go and get your biscuits and go home. But then God has somebody right there that he keeps bugging you about. Go share with them. Go share with them. And you act like you, you're not hearing. Go share. I do. Listen, saints. I do it all the time, but Lord, I've learned to say, God, all right, there's some people in this church right now because I saw them somewhere and say, Hey, why don't you come on down to the church? There's, it's a matter of us stopping and saying, I got to get outside of myself. Sometimes God will place somebody in your heart. Why don't you call them and share the gospel with them? It's doing the work. It's it's work. Sometimes it's taxing. When you go to places and you're just trying to enjoy yourself but God sets you up and you end up having a divine appointment. It's work. You learn to do the work. You learn that all of us here have an obligation and responsibility before God to do the work. And then he says this. We're going to close with this. He says, not only that, he says, fulfill your ministry. Ask uh, Deacon Roger, get that that air conditioning, please. Fulfill your ministry. I think this is important. Whether you're serving within a local church, whether you're serving in the marketplace, wherever you're at, saints, let me say this to you. All of us are in ministry if you are a Christian. You may not be working full-time within a local church as a Christian in ministry, but but you're serving in ministry to some capacity. God didn't just give you your job or give you kids or give you family members or put people in your life just to be in your life. Sometimes we got to realize that our sphere of influence is our ministry. It's our ministry, wherever that is. Raising kids is your ministry, it's a part of your ministry. Serving when you're in your local church is part of your ministry. He tells him to fulfill your ministry. Saints, when it's all said and done, as we consider the, the, the signs of the time, which is people rejecting the whole counsel of God, well, at the end of the age, will you be able to stop and say, you know what, I, f- I fulfilled My ministry. I got it all done. I handled it. On your deathbed, will you be able to say, Lord, I've been poured out as a drink offering, and whatever it is that you had me to do, I got it done. I'm ready to go. I'm at peace because, Lord, I've done it. I fulfilled it. As you're approaching the end of your life and as your days are coming to a close, will you be able to say, and will I be able to say, I'm done. Billy Graham can say, I'm done. And I can go off on the list. But can you and I say that? This needs to be our hope and our testimony that at the end of the age, I fulfilled it. I didn't just get halfway and then backslid and went back to the streets and get back and caught up in a mess. What God called me to do, I got it done. I gave God my very best in raising my kids, my very best. It's being faithful to my wife. My very best in pastoring a church. My very best in working in business. My very best. I gave God my very best. I'm done. Saints, can you and I say that? Today, I want to remind us all that walking with Christ is not a game. It's a lifelong commitment And it's about faithfulness. And what we don't want to do is fulfill these prophecies in a negative way. He said, the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers he says, and will be turned aside and will re- basically reject the truth and be turned aside unto fables. He says, but you'll be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. He says, fulfill your ministry. Those verses, may they be cemented in our hearts as we go forth and may we instead of looking for teachers that please us we we're being led to teachers by god they're going to speak the truth to us in love and so father today i pray that this message this simple message this reminder sits deep within our hearts lord There's so much preaching and teaching and so much going on all around us. Lord, we want the truth. And we want to fall in love with the truth. And we want to hear the message that comes from your throne. Not just one that lines up with the way that we feel. Father, I pray today over this congregation that you would give us a healthy ear a healthy ear to hear what the spirit of god has to say that you would take the blinders off of our eyes and that you would heal our hearing and that lord you would uproot from our hearts any unlawful desires that block us from receiving the sound the sound message the sound doctrine and father i pray against every spirit of confusion in the name of jesus that has confused your people concerning that which is truth god your word is truth and that father you would help us to embrace the truth of your word i pray that god you would bring such healing in our ears that it would cause us to speak right lord when our hearing is right our speech becomes right That, God, you would change our speech even as you change our hearing. And, Father, even as we begin to hear right and our speech begins to change, that, Lord, we would communicate to people who are looking for hope and looking for redemption. And that, Lord, you would forgive us for in any way allowing uh, our services, our church, or anything in regards to this ministry to becoming entertainment center lord we want redemption to reign in this place and true salvations to reign in this place and father i just pray that god as you heal our hearing that we would develop a hunger and a thirst for these 66 books for this holy canon and that god we would consider all of it good and all of it profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that we may be thoroughly equipped God for every good work God we just give you praise today for your word the simplicity of your word move on us today through the power of your word. In
1: Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email. Thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. That's 925 As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.